the stuff that's been said pertaining, you know, our, our gods and the Western gods, a lot of our a lot of our culture has been imitated and diluted, especially in regards to you know um, Greek mythology. I mean, at some point we had the Moors travel over and kind of uh, bring along their uh, their belief system. We had you know the the era of the Egyptians where they used to teach actually the Greeks how to read and write and how to orchestrate their their uh, their laws of their lands and a lot of that was uh, through letter writing um, a lot of our, our culture African culture has influenced the Europeans and the Europeans are what I call godless people they've never really had um, uh, what do you call it um, somewhere to face they never really kind of follow one particular region they've always been you know followers of they're easily influenced basically so a lot of uh, things i'm trying to say is that some of the things that we think we're idolizing we're indirectly idolizing ourselves it's just unfortunately through history the the white man has made it more palatable for us to digest what it seems to be good and what seems to be bad and i do agree with the concept that you know, when we talk about um, Alice or we talk about, um, you know, deities, a lot of us are like, oh, blah, 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 because the white man has come and introduced Christianity. But really and truly, we need to understand what is Christianity, what is our, our belief system, what is the actual difference between the two. And a lot of people don't really know the difference between the two. They, they, they're not they're not one the gods that we we celebrate and we we worship and we ordain and 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 speak into our life as 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 living and as spiritual organisms they they are more important than the, the christian god that is that is around that we we have subscribed to so there's a lot there's a lot to touch on and i just want like more people to come and talk about it because the more i think about it the more the more it's, it's it's a really good topic to talk about, and I really think that we should actually follow our our Igbo heritage more thoroughly, um, the way we follow the Christian um, um, values. So that's it for me. Thanks, Z. Um, that was that was are some really good points, and I um, actually wanted to let the people who are just joining us know that we are letting people to come and join our panel panel to discuss this conversation about Igbo futurism. We're talking about if you raise your hand, I can I can um, let you in. Basically, we're talking about what place the different concepts have in Igbo futurism, bringing them into the future. Yesterday, we talked about Osu, and today we're going to be talking about Igbo God. So we're really just looking at what place these um, um, our traditions have in today modern world science technology um, fiction media you know all these kinds of things so um, I'm happy to have people especially if you're knowledgeable about the traditional Igbo culture um, come in but to talk about what you said Z um, it seems like your standpoint is that number one we have a lot of different influences on Igbo culture you talked about how the Moors and other people may have had an influence in or, or are you saying that Igbos were the Moors and that we had an influence on Greek mythology I'm not sure what your kind of stance was on that and then it seemed like you were also saying that like we um, we need to make sure we distinguish between traditional Igbo religion and and then um, traditional Igbo religion and Christianity because a lot of people are mixing the two and kind of um, kind of mixing like concepts and, and mistaking what one means and what the other means but if you could clarify a little bit more Z on what you were kind of saying there um, so that I can like kind of understand where you're coming from or we can all understand what you're coming from okay um, my apologies because I just had a plethora of things just coming through my head um, so what I was saying that um, was the Moors are different, totally different to um, the Igbos. Igbos were more like settlers, you know, they kind of, you know, walked around and then they settled somewhere and then obviously where we are now is where we are, you know. We had several kingdoms, you know, we had the, um, 
Ghana has left me now, but we had we had kingdoms where we settled, and we weren't necessarily teachers of such. We were more of commerce people that 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 wanted to trade and wanted to to build and and create create things. So it's totally different from the Moors. The Moors essentially went around teaching people how to. To, to, to basically live, to how to rule their kingdoms. So they were more of, um, well, I would say, lawmakers and men of principle, women of principle, that pretty much went around the globe trading with individuals. So their, their influences in terms of when we're talking about the gods, um, their, their influences came through Islam and paganism and the solar system. So there's a lot of things that the Moors brought in regards to um, influencing um, um, religion in the West, such as the solar system, you know, astrology. They were one of the the, 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 the famous and most vast in knowledge of astrology. And so when they, they went around teaching astrology, you know, that's where we started picking up, um, you know, all this, like, the... Um, God of War, which is Mars, you know, the God of this, which is the ocean, blah, 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 blah. So it was interpretation of the West that kind of brought about Greek mythology, and they kind of went with it because obviously they had their own empire, and obviously they had to subdue their people to a certain way. So, you know, they had um, the Roman Empire, they had, you know, so many empires that, that they all adopted this this um this system which was influenced by the more so that's what i was talking about in regards to um that area for ebos our our, our, our religion again is because we are travelers we kind of brought stuff from the north um and from the east as well in regards to um energy which is something that is spoken quite globally in in Egyptian um, religion or philosophy, so meaning sun, and we there's a lot of our language if we break it down that is quite relatable to Egyptian scripture and everything like that. So that's that area. I don't want to go into it too much, but then the second question which you had, which was subscribing to um, more of the Igbo more of the Igbo religions which we have, which is like Odinani. I think we should continue that because those concepts um, which have been adopted by the West in terms of interpretation. So I think somebody was saying, was it um, Ezzy about, um, you know, when we we, we, we talk about um, Alice or something like that, it's kind of been termed as something like a devil, but it really isn't because is actually the god of mischief or one of the deities which is a mischievous you know person or mischievous spirits there's a lot of mixture in our language and a lot of understanding that we need to do and i think once we have that basic knowledge in in school of what ordinary is and what christianity is and how and when we should apply it to you know life yeah. then we can truly understand what it is to be an Igbo person because a lot of our our heritage is entwined with a lot of our um, our, our, our traditional and cultural um, that, yeah. stuff. So. History. Yeah, that, that's a good point. And um, I wanted to touch on how you were saying that, you know, the concepts of kind of labeling certain Igbo deities or concepts as um, as in, in Western terms, like the God of War, God of Thunder and stuff like that. Um, I do kind of I do kind of take the same stance as you that I feel that a lot of times we get caught into the whole concept of archetypes kind of thinking that some of these archetypes are, you know, culturally um, ubiquitous, that every culture has their god of war, every culture has their god of thunder. Um, so Thor and this person and this person is like this person. And I, I'm sorry, am I breaking no, up? No, 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 I, I agree with you, but it, it's because they're trying to put us into a box, necessarily. Sure, the, sure. You know, the, so, so, so let me land. Um, so I feel that, um, there, there is, so we do tend to want to, uh, label the, the evil 
god the evil deities or concepts because i i even have a i even have my like uh, some people who tell me that it's not these are not gods to be venerated but they're actually um kind of these uh uh ideas of energies that that sometimes like the way that they're talked about is kind of too into like you said into a box um so when we're talking about equinsu we're talking about amadioha we're talking about these 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 beings uh nemiri and these things and we people want to so bad say that this is like this but in actuality Ibo has its own like chi is like god or personal god or totem or whatever when in fact the that doesn't doesn't do it justice we don't when we when we do that and we try to um pin, pin it into a box we don't fully talk about the concept in totality we don't talk right. about everything about that concept and all the nuances of that concept because we're trying so hard to make it fit into some archetype of another uh creation so when you're saying um ahmad yoha is the god of thunder and lightning um that completely strips away um a lot of the information about ahmad yoha that we could potentially be talking about and what the impl implications of those are chi is is not the same as god which a lot of ebos have been complaining about lately that they're losing the meaning of chi when they say that chi is personal god that chi is actually has so many other things in it that inco incorporate destiny that incorporate the ability to like um the 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 kind of the seed of who you are trying to become um or the, who you are meant to be and um so many other things that you know that thing which the the spark that is the idea that created you so when we we don't do it justice when we say this is this and I think that is what you're getting at. So, uh, did you, it just seems like you yeah. had to say something else. See? No, no, I was, I was, I was like nodding and and agreeing with you to say that. Yeah, we we have fallen into the um, the habit of boxing our deities and our traditions into particular categories. You know, um, and and likely what you said in regards to losing the actual concept of what it is, a lot of our spiritual connections and emotional understandings and physical understandings and metaphysical understandings are lost when we kind of throw Omadioha into this Thor character because, again, like I say, our culture is very very important and once we understand so many things i'm telling you you feel you you will realize that you feel so much specialer than anybody else because it's amazing to me how um how do i put this um hindus are a great example of being in touch. Buddhists are a very good example of being in touch with their their selves. You know, they take their 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 deities very very personally. They take time to meditate, and we don't, we don't understand the, the the connection that we have once we once we actually know who we are and what each individual deity has for us. I feel like we've lost a lot of our. Uh, our, our, our magic as people by just adopting this Christianity and other, and other ideologies as well that, that has fashioned our kind of our concept and our culture at the moment. So that's what I have for, for me. Okay. To add to that a little bit, I think, I mean, uh, if you notice, one thing I noticed, like, um, you know, I'm out here in LA growing up here. We have some of our, um, you know, growing up there was like some East Africans. Uh, my boy was telling me about, you know, uh, some East Africans that they were Muslim. And one thing that was for sure, I think it was Ramadan or whenever, because we'd be hooping like 12, 13 years old or whatever, they would always stop the game. It could be game point. You know, it could be 10, 10, like points 11. We're going to stop. They're going to pray. And you're going to wait 30, however many minutes they're going to wait. It was a no, it, I mean, it, I didn't understand it. And to come to a point, if you notice, Christian Christianity is like the, the it's like a white race. It's it's essentially it's saying it says a lot without saying anything whatsoever. What I mean by that is like white doesn't really mean anything, right? It's like are you Scandinavian? Are you are you German? Are you Spanish? It's like you know 
and I feel like the same way Christianity, like if you, it's the it's what people would check off on the box more than not really kind of like, like sure. Not that it's not like people aren't devout or anything like that, but like if you look at a lot of godless people that do some of the worst things, it's like they just happen. They, they, they check that, but they're still gonna vote conservative, vote red, vote GOP, vote Republican, right? Because that's what evangelicals do. But it's like in reality, they don't go to church. They don't even tithe. You know what I'm saying? For instance, Donald Trump himself is, he's a proud conservative, proud Christian. But as he supported a verse, he, and he was saying, uh, 2 Corinthians, this is like 2 Corinthians, something that a six year old would know if you grew up in the church, right? But yet, he gets, it, it's like, it's like, it's, it's like if you want to do well in life financially, it, it also ties into that. And I think that's all social engineering, right? As a political science major, that's social engineering because what you learn is that when you demonize the evil gods and other African gods, right? And then you tie your well-being into not just your you being white, but your your culture, Christianity, having Christian name. There's a reason why in evil land, when you get baptized, what do you get? A Christian name, your Catholic name, John, you know, Saint 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 Nicholas, all of that, right? And they told you that uh uh uh, I may cheat. Those are my siblings, by the way. Those are bad. You no, know, those are bad names, and they tie it back to your gods, and they, they make your your own people, right? Your own people. My own mother would, if she found out in this conversation, now she would start praying for me. Pray, I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray, I start praying for me, just because that 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 is what we demonize our own, like you know, what I'm saying our own culture, and then tie it in with economic stagnation, right? Like I said, if you want to go far in life with the numbers, you check more like. You have to be Christian or just identify that way. At least hide your, whatever. if you're a Muslim, you better hide it, right? No hijab. We just passed laws recently in the past how many years, 18 months of that, two years in the States, for you can't discriminate people for certain religious things. So it just kind of all ties into the self-hate of black culture, right? It's not just evil, it's self-hate of, of black culture. They do what, 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 what? Um, and, and so it all comes to the same thing. If you look at the only black uh, uh, slaves, uh, the only slave colony in mass to liberate themselves, it was Haiti, right? It was Haiti. And if you, if you look into that uprising, I, I challenge you guys to look into it. One of the things that, that, um, that they, like I said, I'm not Haitian. I don't do Haitian voodoo. That's what they're called. They make us call it voodoo. I'm not, I don't even relate to it. My point is, one of the main things that, that was able to actually capitalize to, to, to mobilize into action on wide scale because we try to have um, have rebellions out here in the West, right? I mean, in the States, most notably not, not Turner. What truly happens is 50 of us, you know, we're about to mob on, about to mob on them. What always happens is one person snitches because the Bible told you to serve your masters, right? One person snitches and now we're all getting hung. Right in Haiti, because they didn't have that Christian, they didn't have that same what you call They held on to more of their quote unquote voodoo past. Whenever they in mass were able to rise up, they were able to form a uh, form an army. And an army can't have no spies and no snitches. The reason why treason is usually punishable by death unless you're white and you're generally sex martial capital. Anyways, but the point being is just that we, they were able to use that to actually empower themselves. It's not by mistake that the only to, to free themselves with Haiti. And if you notice since then, right, the Western world, France, Spain, they still won't work with Haiti economically as far as trade and things like that because you had the audacity to overthrow a white, a, a white government. So as I said, I feel like these things all tie into the hate of black culture and we're the ones that propagate that more than anybody. Even more than that, that's the social engineering that they did at the very beginning that keeps them the same way today. Yes, um, thank you very much, SZMZ. Um, yeah, I, I definitely do. That is one of the big reasons why I started the Afrofuturism um, room, so that we can talk about those things in a way that is empowering, and also that we can talk about the future, specifically of Ebo, using the concepts that are within Ebo that may have been looked at as taboo. You know, Alusi, um, Amadioha. Um, Osu, um, all these things. Yesterday we talked about Osu and futurism as far as like 
is there a place for that in the future and like in in science fiction in in science and technology like how can we talk about all of these things in the context of Igbo and what is um and what our traditional culture says about certain concepts so um again if you have any uh knowledge about these topics or want to be on the panel just raise your hand or you have something to say just raise your hand and you'll be added so that um so that we can you know uh, we can hear hear your thoughts on that as well. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about like Igbo um, deities because obviously the question is gods, and you know what's uh, I've heard from some people that will people um, in Nigeria as well as in various parts of the diaspora that the concept of gods in Igbo, like the polytheistic concept of of Igbo culture being polytheistic, is actually a little bit of a fallacy that in actuality, yes, that there's now a way, there's now a lot of people who are worshiping different um, different Alusi as gods, but in actuality that there once upon a time, this was just a metaphysical concept. So we had Chi. Chi is, is not really supposed to be a god, but actually this is something that I'm taught. If you're any different, raise your hand. I'll bring you in and you can talk about this as well. But what I've understood is that chi is a metaphysical concept that you can speak to your chi. You can, you know, there's a sign, onye kwe chi Like if your chi agrees to something or if you agree to something, your chi will also follow suit. So these concepts are actually very important in Igbo culture because if you talk about chi and everybody's name has, a lot of people have the name chi in them. You understand and you understand Igbo cosmology. What you'll find out is that Everybody has a chi. Everything has a chi. Your phone right here has a chi. Um, your room, everything, every little thing has a chi. And it's almost like the atom in a, in, a, in a way, but not really because every being has a chi, something that assigns it a destiny. And then we all the chis are connected in this great thing called chi uku chuku that we call chuku kike. And this is the concept that a lot of people are, are sharing about what she is at this time but there's a lot of different discrepancies about how people talk about she and a lot of discrepancies about how people talk about the deities in evil culture as well so at the end of the day it's hard to pin it down because there's so much like as he was saying earlier watering down of what is actually Igbo culture like people want to mix it in with what is familiar to them buddhism hinduism christianity they want to sprinkle that some of that stuff in it just so they feel more comfortable like they understand it more like it's something that is more palatable um like as he said oftentimes Igbo or any black culture or language is you have to people want to look at it through the lens of white culture or something that is more familiar or mainstream like what is it like we want to what is it like how can i relate to it you know uh is it like english when you try to learn Igbo? is it like english where you say this and that or is it like um is it like christianity or where you have a god or is it like greek mythology where you have the god of thunder and the god of war aries and the you know god of this and the god of that god of love and people want to do that so bad they want to categorize things so bad but Igbo cosmology is in and of itself its own philosophy its own way of looking at life so um i wanted to see if people you know uh z or izzy or anybody in the audience could speak to that um a little bit more a little bit more deeply because i have been seeing people i saw this one guy who did a, a comic strip with amadi Oha in it and i thought that that was a really good way to kind of conceptualize it a little bit more the way they have the marvel universe creating like a um an ordinary universe of just a, the pantheon or what, uh, however you want to refer to the Igbo gods or deities what that would look like in today in modern times like when do we start talking about that as opposed to worshiping at shrines and that's really what the purpose of the conversation is z did you have a thought um i did i did have a thought um and it, it wasn't well what i was going to say was in regards to you talking about um you know, again, talking about Omadi Oha being characterized, it doesn't sit well with me because we shouldn't be characterizing our deities per se. Um, from from my from my knowledge, I, I I remember I asked my dad, you know, um, do we do we practice um Adnani? And he said we call it Omenala, right? And Omenala, in each family, you have an offer, 
four is normally given to the first son of the family and that will be passed on to his first son who will carry on to his first son you know so that of four is what you is what is put in the, the um i believe in the shrine the family shrine so essentially each Igbo household had their own shrine right which they whoever was whoever they were talking to whoever was the their chief of that family so for example it could be um Alice, it could be Amadi Oha, it could be um a, a plethora of different deities that you were subscribed to. But if you wanted more if, if you wanted more um like say for example something wasn't going well in your family and you had spoken to your four and you begged your four like this is what's happening to us, this is what we want and it's not happening, then you will take it to your DPA or you take it to your SNY, who will now, you know, call or invoke on the gods to kind of um, help you in that situation. So an example of that, it would be like how when Nollywood, you see you go to the DPA and they've demonized the DPA as, as kind of like a wizard, you know, a Western wizard, you know. But really the DPA was kind of like the, the village pharmacists, or the, the village herbalist. You have, you have different types of Dibya, different types of um, um, Onishi Shrine. You have different types of Dibyas. And this is where it hurts my soul, where we've kind of, again, boxed the individual by the job that they're doing. You know, So again, we need to really understand what it is that we are talking about in regards to the different deities, what their roles were, if it's Onani or if it's Omenala, and if it's not Omenala, then Omenala meaning if it's not the doing of that, the, the, the law of that land or the, the tradition of that area, what is the tradition of your area? How do they do things there? How does your chi help you? Or how does your, or who has the offer in your family? You need to ask these questions because we can't just assume that Dibia and um, SNY are witches and wizards. They've had very, very instrumental um, roles in our community that helped our community to thrive, helped our community to have order, you know, helped our community to, to, to remain sometimes at, at peace with other villages as well, with other neighboring towns. So I remember in the beginning, I was saying that we had different kingdoms. We had the kingdom of Inri, you know, and we have di different other, you know, smaller kingdoms, but Inri was the, the main one. So we need to understand from that Inri that we came from, you know, what was the Omenala or what was the Odinami that was, um, that governs that time and that era or that family or that village that you, you came from. So that's, that's all I have to offer for that. Thank you, Z. Um, Claudia, I know you just joined the panel. So um, can you please introduce yourself and like uh, give your, give your uh, spiel on what your thoughts are on this conversation that's going on? Hi, um, I'm Claudia. I'm 22. I'm from London and I'm diverse. So, I mean, for a very long time, I've been like wanting to know a lot about Ibo spirituality, especially just like diving into spirituality. I just didn't know like where to go to and what to look for. And I thought, okay, let me just start with my original um, country. And I was like, okay, cool. I jumped into that. I thought, okay, let me ask my parents, thinking that they wouldn't know anything about it. They didn't really know anything, and it was very hard for me to even find any like information online because it's such a close practice where obviously the people, like the colonizers who would come to um, basically invade our base, wouldn't understand how to like translate it, and obviously our people wouldn't want to even translate it to them so it was something that was obviously passed down by a generation and as the year goes down it's just been getting less and less so it's just been very hard for me to even find anything and even from what I found I don't know if you guys know I think it's called the um, 
Are you, talking, are you talking about medicine show? Yes, him. Yes, medicine show. Like everything's like he's been explaining. I'm so it's funny. Like I'm so happy that I, I, I was like in that space to be able to receive this information. It just, it's just been so hard to find for me personally, and um, also I contacted this girl that was like looking into it was especially as well, and she basically recommended me. Well, she gave me a PDF on Odinani. wholeheartedly is he uh that Igbo culture and cosmology and metaphysics and all that kind of stuff and the uh, deities need their own marketing strategy to be perfectly honest with you i 100 agree with you um i think that all the other you know spiritualities have been marketed to us um in terms of like you know obviously christianity um and then if you go on you can say buddhism you know there was a period of time where a lot of the celebrities were wearing that uh those like they'll they'll come out boldly and say that they're buddhist or that they went to india and went on a spiritual journey or that they wore these red strings on their arm that mean some kind of kandala or whatever yoga like yoga literally is a religious practice but it became or meditation 
but it's literally marketed. You can get apps to use to meditate. You can do yoga like they have little pop-up shops where you can do yoga at them. So all these things were originally like religious practices, but now it's it's pretty much popularized. And I'm not saying that it should be popularized or or even marketed that people should be going to shrines to get the, you know, so and so, but I definitely think that Nollywood has done a terrible job with marketing Ebo Ibo, uh, traditional culture and religion, um, by making all the, you know, these things into, um, kind of devil worshipy, like evil, evil villains in those movies. When in fact, a lot of devious were, um, you know, uh, herbalists and doctors. If you, if you really think about it, um, some of them, I know that some of them did bone setting. They, you know, were, were able to like, you know, fix people's bones, midwifery, you know, give, help people give birth. I, when I was younger, I had really bad eczema and, you know, my, my father went to a local chemist and he was able to get in Nigeria. And um, we, we tried some creams and stuff here in the U S and they weren't working on me. So he ended up with somebody in Nigeria and a local chemist and was able to help clear up my eczema very well. It was a really bad, you know, case of eczema. It's gone away by now, but, um, you know, Igbo people have been doing chemistry and metallurgy and herb, you know, herbology and, you know, uh, osteo, osteo, whatever it's called when you're setting your bones. Um, we've been doing that for centuries, for millennia, because in, if you look back into the history, even like Uganda had, um, what do you call it? C-sections, like sterile C-sections before the white man came to Uganda. So these are things that marketing kind of has made us think badly about ourselves about like we didn't have that when in fact we did have it a long time ago and the problem is that the slavery and colonization happened for like 300 years for them to continue like continuously penetrate our um africa and go to different places and do um you know missions of like brainwashing like not brainwashing but like um what do you call it when you're like propaganda kind of campaigns and teaching people uh, what was that z indoctrinated indoctrination yeah they did a lot of indoctrination they did a lot of like it was psychological and physical warfare on people to get them to be subjective to them and to work for them and to continue to build the european countries and you know and all that kind of stuff so so what what as he said um you know we need a market it needs to be a marketing kind of structure for how we promote our culture I 100% agree with you. Like that resonated with me so much because as I said, this is a conversation about Afro futurism and marketing is part of futurism. Marketing is part of um, the future. It's part of what we do today. And it's kind of, it's kind of like acceptable propaganda um, tactics. So um, marketing is something that I believe would be good. And when, if anybody has ever watched um, this show called Cause usually they don't have, there's certain things that they won't put on TV. They don't put like the black person being the, um, the person, like if, if you watch TV or movies, you rarely see a black person hurting or killing a white person on TV rarely. Um, or doing anything that's kind of like self agency for black people. And what it does is it subconsciously psychologically makes us think that we are not supposed to do that. Um, where in fact, white people will be killing black people left and right on TV or we'll be killing each other left and right on TV. So, and if, and I can say that clearly because if you look at like, it was such a big deal when they made the Nat Turner movie and it was such a big deal when they made um, even Black Panther. Even, huh? What did you say? Oh. Django, exactly. And and Django was only acceptable because a white person directed it, Quentin Tarantino. So there's a lot of like subconscious programming that has this kind of subjective to, you know, the status quo right now. So when you look at that and then you look at something as, as, as that seems so outrageous, like, um, there's a show that came on called Lovecraft Country that was on HBO. I don't know if any, any of you guys have watched it, but it really was super radical because they actually had like black people killing police officers and all the kind of stuff. But it was like a futuristic world. It was a futuristic because it was taking place in America in the civil rights in the civil rights history era in like the 60s. And a lot of civil rights events were happening, but they had a super supernatural element to it because the white people were witches 
and they had these they had like magic powers and stuff like that so it was like a horror show where black people literally had to fight for their lives against white people who all had like who were like secret witches and stuff like that they had this coven and it was it's a really good intense show because it like gives it, it gave black people permission to fight back because it's like when you when you when they have the literal figurative and literal power over you you then it's like almost you have to fight back people are cheering for you for fighting back i'm not saying this to you know start a revolution but i am saying that i think that there should be more in, um intentional marketing intentional creativity and intentional like actions towards empowering um empowering people especially through african traditional african cultures and practices because those are the things that are uniquely us i feel that as, as long as we are um kind of repeating what the you know what what european cultures white cultures asian cultures as long as we're repeating what they already have established it looks we still look we still never quite have our agency we still never quite have our um authority over our lives and over a lot of things because they'll always be able to say no you're doing that wrong why because my father came up with that but then when you say no we came up with this part and that's what i'm talking about it completely changes the conversation um but it really has to be a, a like an overwhelming effort as in like you said a marketing tactic a you know things of that nature that has to like be intentionally done um what ex what like do you guys know of any any places where that's done well i know that maybe or cora for my has some books in that um or what is your personal experience with like ebo adenani omenani i know z has shared and claudia shared a little bit Izzy, do you do you know anything about like do you does your family or have you seen anything like that in your village or anything like that? Do you know anything specific about it? Nah, they got mom, they got mom good. They got mom <laughs> good. Like, like, she's straight. Like, like I got better. I read Harry Potter. I, I was I was I was born I was born in Nigeria, and um, I was born in in a group in emo. Um, and uh, I remember like, when I brought home Harry Potter, the reaction to it, you know, like just the. the like just the hysteria, like hysteria, um, and so that is kind of like you know not to bring them. And then Halloween, oh my goodness, Halloween was. I remember like one of my first acts of rebellion was 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 celebrating Halloween. And I was in college, right? It was going out, dressing up, um, and so yeah, it was. Um, it's no, but I didn't. My parents couldn't even entertain anything like that, unfortunately. So um, I don't really have any knowledge, and, and I wish I wish I did. I'm, I'm getting some now and stuff like that, and about our tradition, our culture. But overall, no, I don't have any idea about these guys except that they're evil. Yeah, that they're evil. So, like, what what kind of other things? Because I love that you you put in there marketing. What other things do you think that kind of like? What other places do you feel? Z, I know you you had a lot of thoughts on on um the actual concepts, but what other places do you see that like today's modern technology and and in contemporary life we can kind of fit the Igbo gods? Because I feel that like we, if we're honest with ourselves, there's some education that needs to be done um across the board on these concepts along with um scientific and technology like making them meet up you know and so my question is what places do you find that there's room even in today's world practically for any Igbo gods or Igbo like even if it's just in entertainment like where do you find that these concepts have a place in Igbo futurism anybody can answer uh, yeah, thanks, Etsy. Um, yeah, so, first of all, I just want to say that um, with, with our culture, we already practice Omanala quite a lot with breaking of the colour nuts and Imiji, which is Yam Festival. You know, um, we, we already do a lot of things within our culture that kind of indirectly incorporates. Um, you know, our deities, you know, when, 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 say, for example, there's uh, an abomination that happens, I'm sure, I don't know if for you guys, I don't know if your parents, but my parents are quite, um, uh, they've been very open with, 
with even culture in our household. I, I grew up in, in, in London, so um, for me, I could have had two, two nights either where they brought me up here and they didn't speak a word of either, but I had the latter, which was, <laughs> one of the latter had the best, which was they spoke Hebrew to me and they explained each individual aspect, breaking of the colonnade and all that kind of stuff. So in regards to answering your question, because sometimes I do go on a tangent, it's the way that I feel that we should continue to um, incorporate Igbo culture is as we're doing things like, um, you know, when, when you get married, you do the Ibanko, you do the diary, the, the stuff like that. There are prayers that are done, you know, in between those areas. When you, when you speak to the elders, you should ask them, okay, when they're breaking the colonel, what, what kind of prayer are they doing? Who are they invoking? Who was the original person that they were offering that kind of thanks and praise to? Because now the concept is that Christianity has come into the fix and we're kind of battling with Christianity because some of the prayers that they were done for you to have a prosperous life, who were they going to originally give up that offering to? Do you understand? Um, when you are uh, pregnant with your first child, your mom comes to do the what? <laughs> she'll bath the child, she'll do all these other preparations for the child, you know, wrapping of the um, oils on the baby's body. Okay, who initially made the oils? Because before we wasn't using Johnson & Johnson, we wasn't using, uh, you know, a lot of these creams. We had our own oils. Who did we get from? We got it from SNY. We got it from, you know, the people. We got it from these people in the community. So in regards to what we're already doing now is even people our culture is quite pleasant it's just that we need to ask the right questions at each and every step because we're missing so many key and implemental factors that are making our culture as exciting as it is to watch so that's, that's what i have to say for that area I just want to briefly add, I'm, a, I'm also, um, just as far as what they tell us about our culture being bad and things like that, I remember a funny thing, the same mother that is like, you know, all these, you know, anything you will like, uh, God is bad. I remember when I was six, that was, I've always been a young goon from the very get go. So I have no idea if I was trying to clear this, like, two, two, two flights of stairs, but I broke my, my collarbone. And she took me to someone that was gonna, um, to fix my collarbone. And, it wasn't like a traditional, like it wasn't like a, my mom's a nurse, right? But she trusted just where we were at. She worked, we, we worked at, she, we, you know, there's a place, called, an area called General Hospital, that's where we lived at, she worked there. But yet, with all the, all the access of Western education, including her own workplace, she took me to like this, I, I remember it was like a, a long walk into like nowhere, and we always went at like 5 a.m., like it was still dusk in the morning to reset my shoulder. So I was talking to her a few years ago. She was like, "Yeah, that accident. It's funny. One of your uh, one of your plates had this accident. They went to like a traditional Western doctor. Today, that that guy has a he walks with a limp because you don't just if you break your collarbone, you don't sit it back right. Then it 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 matters the way that you hang your shoulders and how you walk and things like that. And so it's just funny that she doesn't even realize, right? In her own oh, people guys are bad or any other God that's not that's not naked, that's not that's not Jesus, that's not in the Bible, it's bad. But yet when it came down to when it came down to actually putting the rubber on the road, right? You knew what was good. You knew where to go to. And I still don't ask her because I don't think she feels comfortable talking about that or admitting it. But it's like, why do we have to wake up at how how early in the morning and walk in the middle of nowhere to go get my shoulder fixed? But yet evil gods are evil. I still want to look at you after that, but I'm just honest with you. I, I do think you should ask your mom, Essie, because really and truly, I've had that conversation with my mom like five years ago. I, re- I sat down with my mom and I broke it down and I said to her, listen, we are not Christians and you need to get over it. <laughs> okay? Nah, that's civil war right there. Nah, that's civil war. My mom doesn't go to church anymore. My mom, my mom doesn't go to church anymore. And I'm happy that she's come back to her real self. You know, back to, if anything happens now, she just said, yeah, there's a God, but I'm not going to go to, the, to, to Jesus. I'm not going to go to, to, you know, to the white man, essentially, to have him think for me and tell me what to do. Because in a sense, I feel like 
curious if az would ask his mom what why did she think that the um the 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 you know the traditional um what do you call it the Igbo doctor what would be more effective that i mean that could be an easier way to slide into that conversation like what like what was it that made it Claudia, were you going to say something? Yeah, no, but you're I just said it, it's kind of funny um, how our parents kind of manifest the, um, their, their kind of dis, you know, uh, what's the word, like dissonance in, that's a psychology term, meaning like it's two thoughts that are in opposing that are like existing in the same brain. I think it's very funny how sometimes our parents, um, their own kind of conf conflict, conflictedness comes up in in when they're trying to you know reconcile or explain or make it practical the christianity versus their their tradition their actual heritage um i think it's very funny how it comes up sometimes i know um there was a time i know sometimes um i think my i think my mom may be fond of you know some of the more traditionalists but she she likes them on like a personal level but she really is married to the idea similar to you as of um the Christ christianity like she sees it as something that has been helpful to her and helpful to her community so she chooses that and i think that the reason why a lot of people are by default now kind of just choosing it some people are born into or just you know ended like just born into that nowadays because it's so common to be born into it but there's some yeah most people are born into it now so it's just common to be just already automatically indoctrinated into it from birth and then there's a, there's still some people who are familiar with adenani but the, the truth and the like the the pure adenani or omenani is so diluted down that they almost recognize more you know because once you get to a certain age you're looking for meat you're looking for substance you're not you don't want something that's watered down anymore you want something that's really going to fortify you and because of that i think some people kind of move towards christianity because there's so much more um literature and there's so much more like things that people can use to support themselves in christianity as well as like as he said like if it's like almost if you want to get a job or if you want to get money like saying you're a christian is more so of a you know membership card than saying you're audinani you know right now like people like if you wanted to go get a job from somebody or whatever and you tell them that you're audinani if you're in america they'll be like what is that and if you're in nigeria they'll be like hey i bind you you know so <laughs> you don't really like it's it, it's you know what sorry can i just interrupt? yes please go ahead this this 
Odinami, unfortunately, has been given a bad name because they still have Dibia's, you know, and um, so I'm part of like a, an Igbo uh, group here in the UK called um, Igbo Social and Cultural Network, and we had the, the pleasure of having an actual Dibia and an SNY, and we interviewed them. Um, so when I find the link, if you want, um, I can DM it to any of you. And one concept that the guy said, what well, well, the Dibia, was that um, unfortunately, you know, uh, Otanani has, it, it's not something to come out in the open and say that you're a Dibia because people look at you funny. But they kind of actually still have um, the schools, like an actual school that like you can actually go to um, become an apprentice, do an apprenticeship and be a DBA. And the way you would do it, you could actually open up your, open up your own church and your members will come. They will know that it's an ordinary church. So it's very funny how um, they kind of like, uh, what's the word? Disguise themselves amongst Christianity, but still practice ordinary in a way that's um, still authentic to themselves, but still to the blind eye, you would think it's Christianity. That's super so, interesting. I just wanted to share that because it, it is, right? It is. It is. Uh, it is. And I did have a private conversation with the Divya, and it, it, it was more so to understand why, why are you doing that? Why are you deceiving? other people and again the whole thing of there are people there are some people that they think they know themselves but they are hiding from themselves you know there, there, there are some of us that we feel certain things we have like a foresight someone's like oh it's like a deja vu but it really isn't it's your it's your fault that is calling to you and sometimes we actually need to sit down and, like I keep on saying before, we actually need to understand some of what our names mean, what, um, what our family, where our families come from. If we are also, if we're not also, if we're a Diala, or if we're Ume, or if we're, what is our background? Because once you understand that, you understand the, the voice that's calling you, and there's a lot of magic in Igbo land, there's a lot of magic that we need to understand. So, yeah, if you want that video, I can send it. It's quite a lengthy video, it's my scene as well. But if you want it, I can, um, yeah. they can send yeah. you a video, please. I'm going to message you on IG. Oh, so it's, it's by messaging people on IG. I was like, how am I going to talk to you guys? This is, this, uh, this is my first. Like, I'm really kind of new to Clubhouse, so I didn't know how we message each other. So, yeah, I'll message, I believe, Claudia, you said you had something, and Z, you had something. So I'll be messaging you guys on IG. Yeah, message me and I'll send it to Okay. And to, to kind of follow up on what she said, um, as far as like, if, you know, comparing, you know, the, the two, um, the DBA and, and all of that, um, it's funny if you look now, right? Because all the white man has is lies and deceit. And all you need to compete, uh, literally, all you need to compete with him is his knowledge, right? I, for so long, I want to get corporate America. I found because I'm like, oh, the money, they're so smart, and all these things. I went there and I put with it before. He's like, yo, this is the most average blind piece of, of pigmentation I've ever seen, right? Like, it's, it, it, you know, and the thing is, but yet, the other market is different. So now we see that the market is Western medicine, right? And whatnot. And we see a pushback on that because what we have right now in the United States is the opioid crisis, right? Where we're seeing the. What began as prescribed drugs not being abused because we went to a, a more, what's the word? Holistic lifestyle, right? A more, we're, we're looking for holistic ways of thinking. You know, these medications, we, we look for uh, uh, homeopathic remedies, right? Right? But when we call it deviant, oh, evil, 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 right? And so it's just really interesting to see how they've literally stolen everything. Look at my, um, 
one of my favorite sayings now that really governs me as far as if, if I were to say that as I like I said I, I read the Bible more of as a sort of artifact but if I were to say that I was resonate with one anything it'd be an ideology of just like more so like we're, we're, we're different energies and that comes from um, Aristotle uh, but I think he stole it from, from the different culture because the Greek were given credit for being the first civilized culture when they clearly stole everything so clearly if he come up with it and he's giving credit for it she stole it from someone in africa so um but it says um we are what we do repeatedly excellence therefore is not an act but a habit right there is no answer so what they to take in that as far as your question uh as far as marketing goes Marketing is nothing but propaganda with um, with ethics. That's it, right? One of the things I grab is that by tomorrow I have a, uh, a discovery session or sales basically with session where I get to pitch my my services to a client, right? I'm gonna try to I'm gonna tell him your current website is trash, truly, truly is trash. But I can make you a premium service. I can make you a pitch for a premium service. Whatever you're selling, everyone's selling here. My pitch would be, hey, I can make from from graphic design and actual a, a growth strategy. I can make your stuff appear this way. That's what I went to school for. This is what I do. So what they've done is they have marketed their culture to us, their religion to us. That's why we proudly change our name. And we, when we came to this country, that was when I, I started with my English name. Oh, precious, right? That's my English name, my, my middle name. My parents thought I was going to help help me because I was in America. Because to them, also, and this is on, on to, to to them, it was what made more sense. And they're coming from the Biafra War, where their 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 ethnic group is a is, is a is a threat to their well being. My mom was one of eleven kids. They all died besides her. Right, and so it was just like we also have to cut our parents some slack because they were being people who was literally a, a, a potential death sentence, depending on where you were, anywhere for for how many years 